0: The lottery is done. We know where the Orlando Magic are picking and, well, they stood pat on a strange lottery night or, I guess, a normal lottery night. I don't know what is normal anymore. In any case, the Orlando Magic have their pick. They have their future. What's in store? It's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 17th, 2023. My name is Philip Rostenreich. I'm the expert in editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip On today's episode of Locked On Magic... The lottery is done. The Orlando Magic will have the 6th and 11th picks in the upcoming NBA draft, or at least the first round of the NBA draft. They'll be 36th, I believe, in the second round. We'll talk about what the Magic will do with those picks, why you should not feel disappointed they didn't climb into the top 10 or top 4 once again, uh, and where the Magic go from here uh, as we get set for draft coverage to really kick off we'll, we'll, or tip off, I guess. We'll we'll have some fun draft stuff tomorrow as we'll update our big board a little bit. But before we get to that, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's right when we upload, whether it's first thing in the morning, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's great Locked On podcasts covering every single team in the NBA. Search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Everyone loves to build up lottery night. It gets everyone's hopes up. It, 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 it builds this sense of anticipation. And, and honestly, as we got closer and closer and closer uh, to the Magic's pick on Tuesday night, it really felt like something magical was about to happen again. Yes, you know, we learned very, very early on the Magic would indeed get the Chicago Bulls pick, the 11th pick in this year's draft. A relief, for sure, and the completion of one of the most lopsided trades in New Orlando Magic's favor in their history, with all due respect to our friend Nikola Vucevic. Magic won that trade, and it just got better. Um, but as the picks went by, and everything started kept to form, it started to feel like, oh, something special may have happened here. The Magic may have done it again. But alas... Orlando was the end of the chalk. The Magic pick sixth in the draft. The San Antonio Spurs, of course, win the NBA Draft Lottery, followed by our friend Steve Clifford and the Charlotte Hornets, followed then by the Portland Trailblazers uh, and, uh, and the Houston Rockets. I forget the order that they went, went in. The Detroit Pistons, the unlucky team of the lottery. Uh, condolences to our friends at Lockdown Pistons. As Jeff Waltman put it after the lottery, when speaking to the media that was there in Chicago, essentially, when you enter the draft lottery, you're pretty happy if you end up where you're expected to end up. The odds were that the Magic were going to fall to seventh. Um, they had like a 50%, almost a 50% chance—not quite a 50% chance—but there was a uh, essentially a coin flip of a chance the Magic would drop down to seven, and 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 the odds are that one team out of that top four is going to jump into the top four. This year, it was Portland, uh, displacing Detroit. That's the way these odds are set up, and whether that's what the NBA wants or not is certainly a question, but this year's lottery went to four. And so Orlando sits here with the 6th and 11th picks in the draft. No jumping up into the top three to get one of the clear-cut stars in this draft. No Victor Wembenyama, as much as we all hoped it would happen. But like I said yesterday, and this is going to be a rehash of yesterday, where this pick landed is not essential anymore. Um, The main crux of the argument that made on yesterday's show, and please go back and listen to the archives so you can hear me talk about it for 30 minutes, what I'm about to say in five, um, but the Magic have evolved and developed out of this lottery ringer. They are ready to compete. They want to win playoffs. Uh, want to want to win games and make the playoffs? They're ready to take that step up in the standings, and so they didn't need the star player or the, the clear-cut star player, I suppose. They didn't need to cash that chip, to to cash in that check, to be that team. What they need is the next step, the step that we're going to start talking about here in the rest of the show. What the Magic need from the 6th and 11th pick is they need players. They need guys who are going to make this team better. They need guys who are going to add to this group. Who are going to help this team make the playoffs. And yes, when you're in the draft, you need to focus on talent. Don't, Don't zero in so much on need. Talent still matters. And so, it, it, talent still matters. And so, the Magic, though, have to have that balance to look at what's going to help them take their steps. Can they afford to put to go in on a risky prospect? Can they afford to go for a high, higher upside prospect that maybe doesn't have the immediate skills to contribute? Do the Magic simply trade these picks to get a veteran player that's going to help them win. We will find out just how committed or or just how determined this Magic team is to win immediately, or whether they are still going to try and have it both ways. And I suspect they will do the latter. I don't think the Magic will make some crazy big move to give up these draft picks because draft picks are still valuable. The team needs depth, as, as little roster space as they had, have the team still needs depth. And if there's a player that can help you, and, and, and as I'm going to talk about here in a minute, there are players that can help the Magic where they are picking. 6-11 and 11 is not a bad place to be. The Magic will be able to get players that help. Now, whether they how much they will help and what they will do will depend on development, will depend on the player themselves, will depend on a lot of things. There's no sure thing, outside of when Minyama, honestly... There is no sure thing in this draft. But there is talent. And there's talent that can be cultivated and developed into the kind of players that can and will help this team immediately. As well as the long term. What the Magic have now is that opportunity. They have that chance. To keep building and to keep growing. They have a clearer vision, and an idea of who they're going to be and what they're going to be. And they're also in a position to go get the guy that they think is going to help them better. best. I know I will say this a million times. Who cares what anyone's big board says but your own? If this Magic team is 100% sure Asar Thompson is the guy, take him. If they're 100% sure that Cam Whitmore is the guy, Take him. If they think Jordan Hawkins is worth the 11th pick or worth the 6th pick, screw it. Take him. Get your guy. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. And that's the message and that's the directive and that's the goal for the Magic now over the next month. To figure out who that guy is. Who is that must-have prospect? Who is the guy that's going to help this team grow and develop? And once the Magic identify that player, they need to go get him. No excuses, no ifs, no ands, no buts. Go and get him. And that's what the Magic have to do at this point. They have to go find and get their guy. And again, they're in a great position to do so. We're going to chat about some of the options, just kind of briefly introduce you again to some of the prospects that the Magic will be looking at now, that we have the 6th and 11th picks. some sleeper guys that you might be looking at, some guys that I think you should stay away from. I've mentioned a few of them here. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends at Bird Dogs. Look, finding the right clothes that are comfortable, that are stylish, that are different is hard. Bird Dogs gives you fit, comfort, and versatility though, and they are the they are. I actually have a few. I got a few of them before I signed. You can get them with a liner or without. But Bird Dog is just truly comfortable, comfortable clothing. Whether it's pants, whether it's shir- whether it's some of the shirts and and, and uh, 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 tops that they wear, that tops that they sell, but they are a pants company and they have stretchy fabric that make your legs look good and give you. The breathe the breathing that you need we live here in Florida it gets hot having having a, a material that is comfortable that can stand the heat can help your help your legs breathe a little bit that is so big and bird dogs are great for any occasion uh, they' they're truly the versatile draft pick that you want whether it's a formal occasion, I wear some of my bird dogs to work or out to the theme parks I wear the shorts the shorts that I bought to the theme parks all the time Bird Dogs can take care of you no matter what no matter what occasion you have. They have the pants, they have the style that you want. Go to birddogscom LockedOnNBA, and when you enter promo code NBA, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. That's pretty pretty cool. Remember with Bird Dogs you get fit, comfort and versatility. Definitely give them a try whether you try their they're really unique Liner shorts—they um, have shorts with a with an underwear liner, so you don't have to wear boxers or anything like that. Or without traditional pants, they're comfortable either way. Either way, check them out today. birddogscom slash NBA for that special promo code, and that special offer for the Yeti tumbler. The Orlando Magic have the sixth pick in the draft, and look, this is a draft that I think there's a very, very clear top three. The um, top three being Victor Wembanyama. He's going to the Spurs. Congratulations, Spurs, for getting another generational big man. You know, you could you could probably hear me rolling my eyes through the through the TV or through the, through this earbuds or whatever you're wearing. Um, uh, Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller probably going 2 or 3. Uh, I think it's still up in the air what order they will go, and Charlotte has a really interesting choice at number 2, um, and that's where some of the draft is going to begin. Um, you're, whoever you're drafting, 4, 5, and 6, that's where things start to get interesting. So the Magic are, are really at an interesting inflection point when it comes to this draft, and, and where they go with the 6th pick is certainly a, a huge question and a huge debate. Um, you know, I, I think the general consensus that I have seen is that the next three are Amin Thompson, Asar Thompson, and uh, Cam Whitmore. Um, I've, I think ESPN's mock draft has Jarrus Walker at five. I'm going to say this right now. I think Jarrus Walker is a really smart player. I think he's a really good defender. Uh, I think he is a, can be a kind of a Draymond, Draymond Green light. That's kind of the style of play that he is. I honestly do not have a lot of interest in the Magic drafting him. A, they're pretty set at forward. And B, I think an undersized forward doesn't fit what they need uh, from that position, from the backup forward spot. And his lack of shooting really, really concerns me. Again, I think Jairus Walker will be a fine player. Um, I think he's a really smart player. I think he's going to thrive in the NBA. But I don't think he fits what the Magic need. And and in this case, I do think need uh, over supersedes talent. And again, I think there are some really talented players around him. Um, Jairus Walker's kind of... I won't say he's on my out list, but I'm not super, super interested in him. And honestly, I, I would say the same for Cam Whitmore, although I think Whitmore can can sell me on him. Um, Whitmore does, can hit threes. He can shoot a little bit. He shoots off the dribble really well. He's got a good... Physical, strong body. He's really, uh, he's really athletic, and, and that's shown itself at the combine with some of his vertical leap measurements. But the guy shot 70% from the foul line. That is a huge red flag for me. Um, as, as again, I've said this before. I will say it again. My focus on draft night is get a shooter. I don't care where it comes from. Don't care who it is. Don't care if it's drafted. Don't care if it's traded. Get me a shooter. I'm really interested in Grady Dick. Uh, I would think about taking Grady Dick at six. Um, although I think he's a little bit of a, a low upside play. I think he, he's he's going to be a traditional shooter. If he can be a 3 and D player, great. Um, you know, I, I got to watch some more tape on him, but um, Dick's probably the best shooter in this draft, so I would, I would think about him. Um, or, you know, Jordan Hawkins. I don't think Jordan Hawkins is the guy you take at 6, um, but we'll talk about Hawkins in, in our next segment. Um, so, the question then becomes, well, what happens if a man or a Sar Thompson fall to the Magic at 6? Now, this is where I think talent does win the day. Um, ESPN's mock draft that came out right right after the lottery ended, had Jairus Walker going number five. Um, if that happens and the Magic do get the chance to draft a Sar Thompson, I do think you take a Sar Thompson. If I were you know, I'll be doing a mock draft exercise with Locked on with the Lockdown Podcast Network on Thursday, so please um, pay attention to my Twitter account Twitter account to uh, for, for for when that occurs. Um, but uh, but I do play. I, you know, I've done a couple mock exercises. Asar Thompson is is someone that I definitely have my eye on. Um, He's he's really athletic, great, uh, a solid finisher. him, not as good as his brother, Um, not the passer his brother is, but his jumper is a little bit further along than his brother. Um, He showed that in in his games in overtime, elite, especially toward the end of the season. I think there's something that you can develop, and I think that he can be kind of a secondary scorer, guy. Bring a guy at least initially that you can bring off the bench. Uh, You know, can kind of play that Ben Matherin role. I don't think he's as good as Ben Matherin. Uh, He might be more talented than Ben Ben Matherin, but Matherin was more put together coming into the league. But you play him in that super sixth man role, let him kind of score a little bit, Um, you know, again, especially even playing with Cole Anthony, you could spread the floor out for him a little bit. Uh, I do think that there is a high upside to Asar Thompson that is certainly worth taking with the sixth pick. The other guy that I would look at with the sixth pick is I would, you know, again, Grady Dick, so again, you're looking. Let's look if you're if you're making a list, if you're making a top three list of players that I would take with the sixth pick, Asar Thompson's number one for me. Grady Dick is probably number three, um, and and I'll get to get to why uh, both here and in the next segment. Um, Grady Dick's probably number three. Number two is UCF's Taylor Hendricks. Like I said, I, I think that that forward spot it, it, the Magic needs some forward depth, um, but more than that, they need a rim protector. Um, and so, you know, again, everyone's kind of floating around uh, the, the floor right now, but Taylor Hendricks' defense is really impressive. It, it, it still needs some rounding into form, uh, but he is a solid shot blocker. He mans the paint really well. He hits the dunker spot hard, um, but he can also step out and shoot threes. He can also step out and shoot jumpers. I think, you know, I, I would honestly— I, while I think Jarris Walker will make a more immediate impact in the league, I think Taylor Hendricks is the better prospect. Um, I think Hendricks— uh, has, you know, again, whether Hendricks will actually hit his high, hit, hit his kind of ceiling um, is certainly a question. I think there's a better chance of Jarvis Walker hitting his ceiling than Taylor Hendricks, but I really like Taylor Hendricks. I really like the way that he plays. I really like the potential that he brings to this Magic team. So, you know, again, the Magic are going to get one of these three players. And, and if those aren't your three players and you're a Cam Whitmore guy, he's going to be in the mix. You know, again, if the top three are set in stone, for as and Thompson, uh, you're looking at kind of guaranteed. You know, you're two picks away. You're guaranteed to get Asar Jar- You're guaranteed to get Asar Thompson, Jarris Walker, um, uh, Taylor Hendricks, Grady Dick. All those guys are going to be on the board. So I think when you look at the Magic's needs, the Magic I think have two needs that they should be looking to address in this draft. That is shooting. Get me a shooter. Get me a guy that can put the ball in the basket from deep. Uh, and secondly a backup forward. Um, I think this is the draft to kind of look at that backup forward spot. Um, You know, again, general depth is good. I want guys who can play. I want guys who can play consistently for the team. And they're all rookies. They're not going to play consistently. But you you want guys that you can clearly see have a role on this team and in this franchise. And guys who are going to be able to make an impact and and hopefully make an impact fairly quickly. I I think that's... That's kind of the strategy here for Orlando is, is yes, they are thinking long-term. They shouldn't stop thinking long-term. They shouldn't stop thinking about guys who are going to be better and, and keep growing and, and potentially, you know, I don't think they need to make a star home run swing, which is I kind of think what Asar Thompson is. I think that's what you're doing with Cam Whitmore a little bit. They don't necessarily need to make a home run swing. You do need to take a pretty good stab at this though uh, and see if you could get someone that can be a little bit more than what you're anticipating their rookie year. Um, I think that stuff, that part is important. So you are thinking long term, but you're also thinking short term. You do need guys who, as they grow, as they develop, you know, as they come into their own, can still give you something this year because again, you look at the teams at the top of the lottery, you know Houston's probably not really ready for the playoffs. San Antonio is probably not really ready for the playoffs. Um, Detroit is probably not ready for the playoffs. Charlotte can be if they're healthy. Uh, Portland certainly can be, if they're healthy, if they have Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons going. Um, again, that's probably a, a team that is not going to take Amen or, Amen or Asar Thompson. That could be a team that takes Cam Whitmore and takes him off the board ahead of the Magic um, and gives them like a really, really interesting and good choice. Um, the Magic are ready to win. Uh, and so they do need to be thinking about what's going to help us win in the end. We'll talk a little bit about some of the options at 11. Obviously, that pool gets a little bit bigger from there, but we'll talk about some guys that that, that you should be thinking about and maybe watching some tape on um, as we prepare for the, for the draft. We'll get to pick number 11 coming up in just a moment. So obviously, you know, pick six. You know, it's a big group. Don't get me wrong. I think I named. I think I. I think we got through the the top four, top four, and then I named like five, six, seven guys. Um. So so obviously, you're looking at really big groups of players here. And so we're not going to get an exhaustive list. We're going to dive into some of the more favored prospects um, as we prepare for the draft over the next month. Um. There is plenty of time to get to all of this. So, uh. So don't worry. If you miss something, if something feels like it's very surfacey, I start really do, doing my deeper dives into the draft right after the lottery. Right when I know where I'm picking. Right when I know where I can focus my attention. Which players? These are the guys that I'm already thinking about. So, you know, again, we're just kind I, I just want to introduce you a little bit to where what the magic are, are doing, what I think they should be doing, uh, and who they should be looking at. So, my dream for the 11th pick, I will probably take him with the 11th pick in every mock draft that I do. Um, I really like Jordan Hawkins, Uh, UConn's Jordan Hawkins. And I I don't know if I'm ready to say I would trade up to get him, to make sure I get him. Um, I do think he is someone who is going to create a lot of draft buzz and is going to kind of climb up some of these draft boards uh, as we get closer and closer to the draft. Um, Obviously, he's got the championship pedigree, having helped uh, UConn win the national championship. He is a great shooter on the move, great shoot and catch, shoot and catch guy, catch and shoot guy. Or not shoot and catch, uh, catch and shoot guy. Um, you know, I, I think he's got good line drive, getting to the basket, decent athleticism, getting to the rim. I haven't looked at his combine numbers yet um, on the vertical jump, but this is a guy that I think can really play in the NBA. I think you could plug him in wherever. I, I think that, you know, I, I think Grady Dick has probably bigger range. Um, and you know Dick might be more uh, of the vein of like a Tyler Hero type shooter, where he will take some irrational shots. I, I think Hawkins will be a volume shooter. I think he took, took six or seven threes per game at the college level, um, but he's going to make shots. Um, he's really good free throw shooter in the, in the high eighties, better than Dick actually. Uh, so I, I, I if the Magic stick with eleven, and again at this point I'm gonna assume they're gonna take their picks. Uh, you know I, I never really assume trades. Um, Hawkins is the guy I take at 11. and I don't think I mess around with it I think that's my guy I think I think that's the player you go with and that's the player that you draft. Obviously there are a few other options at, at 11 but a lot of them tend to be guards and a guy that I think is going to pick up a lot of steam and uh, it, uh, because a this is just kind of how it goes um Kayson Wallace of Kentucky is someone to keep an eye on now why would the Magic draft another point guard? Um, you know, I've seen some Magic, some mock drafts give the Magic Anthony Black. We could talk a little bit about him. Um, but why would the Magic draft another point guard? They have Markel Fultz. They have Cole Anthony. They even have Jalen Suggs. Um, so I don't think point guard is a pressing need. I think the Magic could use a third point guard, but that's almost better spent on a veteran. Like honestly, like keep Michael Carter Williams around if you if you need that. If you need that third point guard. If you need that emergency point guard. Um, but. Cason Wallace is one of the best defenders in this draft. Cason Wallace and, and uh, Anthony Black are two of the best defenders in this draft. They really get after you. They use their bodies well. They're physical defenders. They get their, they get their share of steals, but they don't need steals to be effective defenders. They, they, they play basketball the way that coaches love guards to play basketball. They get after it. Now, Anthony Black, not a good shooter. Cason Wallace could get to the basket, Not a great finisher. A a solid finisher, but not a great finisher. Um, Not a great shooter either, although I think he was trending up toward the end of the season. So those are your warnings because the Magic, you know, have Markel Fultz and Jalen Suggs who are guards who can't shoot. Um, And and that's tough to deal with. But these two guys, I think, really do fit what the Magic want out of their guard position. They do fit kind of the defensive vision that this team has. And, you know, I think with better balance, if, you know— Honestly, the draft's going to cool us in a little bit to what the Magic are planning in free agency Um, as far as what they might target by what they aren't going to fill. They need a third-point guard. Uh, That's kind of lower on my priorities list, but I would definitely keep an eye on those two guards. I think that they are definitely options for the Magic. I also have to say Nick Smith Jr. of Arkansas is also an option. He had a really rough season at Arkansas, but he is super talented. Knee injury slowed him down early in the year. Never really got his rhythm. Um, but he is a dynamic athletic finisher at the rim. Um, not, didn't show that he was a great shooter in college, but, but if you're looking to make a home run swing at 11, um, Nick Smith Jr. is probably, probably the guy to, to do it with. Um, this is not a draft for centers, so I don't think the Magic address their backup center need. Um, I, don't, I don't think they should address it in this draft, but there are not a lot of centers in this draft. Derek Lively is kind of the next center on the list. Um I have I think I had him on my big board in the te- in the late teens, early 20s. Um, not not, you know, he's a good rebounder, but had a really disappointing year uh, in in in, co- in college at at, at that level. Um, as far as other picks, I've been so focused on Hawkins at eleven. i've I've kind of not gone around as much as I, I, I should to to some of the other players. Um, I would still take a look at Bryce Sensabaugh of Ohio State. Great score. Great three-point, you know, solid three-point shooter. Free throw numbers check out for him, too. Guy can create a basket for himself. He is built for the NBA. Uh, good body, can take some contact and finish around the basket. Uh, Lake Highland prep alum, go Highlanders. Um, uh, their defense, a lot to be desired. Not super quick laterally on the defensive end. Um, you know, can he develop into a kind of secondary player where he's not the top scorer? And, and he was able to do that a little bit at Ohio State. Ohio State had a disappointing season. But they had a couple games where they put up a lot of points. That is a team that loved to score, loved to shoot. Sensabaugh definitely fits what this team needs offensively. I'm not sure he fits what this team wants kind of culturally uh, as far as a defensive player. But again, I am so focused on guys who can shoot. I have to have Sensabaugh on my on my radar. Um, as you can tell, um, and I think I mentioned this on our Big Board pod a couple days ago, uh, that—I guess it wasn't a couple days ago. So I guess it was yesterday. Um, as you can tell— the picks, the prospects, really start to thin out around the time the Magic are picking at eleven. If Hawkins isn't on the board at eleven, I might try to trade out of that pick, um, and I'm not interested much below me at that point. Um, this is this is not the great, the deepest draft class I've ever seen, um, for sure. And that is super passive aggressive to me. Um, this is not the deepest draft class. There, the Magic are going to have choices. The Magic are going to have options, but those options do thin out pretty quickly and 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 again you know you know it's fine to give a roster spot there's 60 these that got to get, get got to. i guess there's 58 of these that have to be given out um you know 30 first round picks obviously uh so these guys are going to take up some roster space for a little while you got to find someone that you that you want to invest in so please pitch to me who you want to invest in who the magic should take uh, with that 11th pick if i didn't mention your favorite prospect please let me know um, because I will get to them. I want to get to them. I want to do deep dives on some of these prospects as well um, as we get ready for the NBA draft. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in the Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them based the podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Relates on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. I want to thank everyone for listening to today's podcast. If you're one of our everyday listeners, thank you for listening every day to Locked On Magic. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. We're going to go over some combine measurements, guys who helped themselves, guys who hurt themselves at the NBA Draft Combine. It's our first Wingspan podcast. You can't see me because my Wingspan is huge. Trust me. Thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This has been Philip Ross and Mike. will see you all again next time for another episode of Magic.